I'm Michael R. Malley, and this is Fresh Green Blessings, reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. Welcome once again to Fresh Green Blessings. I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Oliver and Erickson Malley. And today we'll have a reading from Paul, from first letter to the Corinthians, um, about the body of Christ. And we'll relate that actually to the Diamond Sutra of the Buddhist tradition. And we'll talk about our interbeing natures. Ali will read the Bible verse for us. I'll then have a reading. Um, that's also a blog post if you want to read it yourself or read along with me. Then I will give a Dharma talk, a mindful reflection, a guided meditation talk. And then Ollie will have some closing thoughts, actually a closing suggestion for meditation today. As always, Enjoy the sound of the singing bowl, the Tibetan bell, as we come to this present moment and hear the beautiful sound of the bell. Today's reading is from 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The Diamond Sutra states that there is no self, no human being, no living being, and no lifespan. Its longer name is the diamond that cuts through illusion because it cuts through these four illusory concepts of self, human being, living being, and lifespan. For example, we don't think of magnesium as a living being. But listen to what the National Institute of Health says. Quote, Magnesium is needed for more than 300 biochemical reactions in the body. It helps to maintain normal nerve and muscle function, supports a healthy immune system, keeps the heartbeat steady, and helps bones remain strong. It also helps regulate blood glucose levels and aid in the production of energy and protein. Unquote. Is not magnesium a member of the body? Imagine if there was an immense interstellar vacuum that could be programmed to just suck up certain elements 
Imagine that it came to Earth, sucked up all the magnesium into the interstellar vacuum bag, and shipped it off to Neptune. Immediately, you and I would die. There would be no human beings. Our lives would cease to exist. Magnesium is essential to all cellular life. Our bodies are not just fingers and toes, eyeballs and lungs, a heart, liver, blood and skin. Our bodies are also magnesium and iron and oxygen and so much more. Biologically, you have two parents, four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, 16 great-great-grandparents, etc. Do you know what your maternal grandmother's grandmother looked like? I have a single photograph of my maternal grandmother's mother from Czechoslovakia in the early 1900s. But I have no idea what her mother looked like. Few of us have any idea how our maternal great-great-grandmother looked. But still, try to imagine her. See the shape of her hand, the knuckles, veins, fingernails. Envision her gait as she walked. Picture her eyes as she smiled and frowned. Regardless of your family history, whether you feel deeply connected to your blood heritage or completely removed from your biological kin, you simply could not exist without that great-great-grandmother with her hands and her walk and her eyes. She is part of you, inseparable. Your body is as dependent upon her as it is upon magnesium. There is no human cellular life without the great-great-grandmother. If you can, recall your second grade teacher. You may remember much or little from second grade, but I submit that you are different than you would have otherwise been because of her or him. The trajectory of your life may have been influenced in significant ways that you do not know by that second grade teacher. My second grade teacher was Mrs. Ruark. I sometimes say, no Mrs. Ruark, no me, K-N-O-W. And then, N-O, no Mrs. Ruark, no me. No magnesium, no maternal great-great-grandmother, no second grade teacher, no you. But, K-N-O-W, no magnesium, your maternal great-great-grandma, and your second grade teacher, no K-N-O-W, no you like muscles in your forearm or tendons in your leg, like magnesium, your second grade teacher is also part of your body. Your life is impossible to describe without her or him, even if you can't picture them. And no magnesium, no Jesus. Without lungs, intestines, blood, oxygen, iron, trees, soil, and much else. Jesus could not exist. N-O, no trees, no Jesus. K-N-O-W, no trees, no Jesus. What is the body of Christ? We are. And that we includes magnesium and trees and Mrs. Ruark and soil and your great-great-grandmother. We inter-are with Jesus. 
If we were to change that interstellar vacuum setting from magnesium removal to Christ removal and have it suck up everything Christ-related, everything influenced by Jesus on this planet, we would cease to exist. Thich Nhat Hanh says, you may say that you hate Jesus or Christianity, but they are not separate from you. However you feel about Jesus and Christianity, whether or not Christianity has been part of your family's faith tradition, whether the influence of Jesus' life and teachings appear positive, negative, or neutral to you, Christianity is part of our human history and part of your personal history. Jesus can no more be sucked out of you than can magnesium or your second grade teacher or your maternal great-great-grandmother. Christ is in us. We are in Christ, whether we like it or not. The same is true, of course, of the Buddha. We need not have a family religious history of Buddhism. We need not have ever read a Buddhist sutra or even tried to understand much about Buddhism. The Buddha has played an immense role in our human history. The Buddha has touched us all. We cannot suck the Buddha out from within us either. Despite these realities about the Buddha and the Christ, and magnesium, and our great-great-grandmothers, we have choices. We can choose to hate the Buddha and the Christ. We can try to ignore them. Or we can open our minds and hearts to what is beneficial in Christian scripture and Buddhist sutras. We can choose to meditate and pray. We can seek out the compassionate, life-affirming teachers of these traditions. We can invite the Buddha and the Christ to be our teachers to help us to water beneficial seeds in ourselves, in each other, and in the world. Like it or not, we are the body of Christ. Each moment, each day, we are choosing how this body will manifest. If you've been listening to Fresh Green Blessings for a while, you know by now that I identify myself as a Buddhist Christian. And I think today's reading from 1 Corinthians and the reflection that I wrote on this point well to that sense I have of being a Buddhist Christian. Jesus is in me. The teachings of Jesus Images of the Christ, art, stories, quotes, parables, songs,
time sitting in a pew. Times of prayer. My understanding of Jesus is, I hope, ever-evolving. I don't think of Jesus Christ the same way as I did when I was nine or ten years old. And I don't quite think of Jesus the same way as I did as when I was 38 or 49 years old. And if I should live so long, I hope that at age 69 or 78 or 99, if I were to gain that ripe old age, I would hope that at any of those times, my understanding of Jesus would not be quite what it is now. But in all those times, it would be ridiculous, it would be foolish to think that Jesus is not a part of me. Thich Nhat Hanh writes that We need Jesus and we need the Buddha. But Tai, they call him Tai, Tai also says that the Buddha and Jesus need us. Many of us who hold a vision of Jesus as an exemplar of love as one who gives challenging teachings like I say unto you, love your enemy. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. Pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you. One who gives teachings such as that, which are so incredibly, impossibly challenging. And yet in our hearts of hearts, strike us as, yes, that's who we really need to be. One who is so vast in compassion, one who is so willing to challenge the status quo.
so unwilling to simply say, no, we'll go on with the way we've always done it. One who says, love wins. One who says, I know you people all have this great prejudice against those folks called the Samaritans. I know you all hate the Samaritans. Let me tell you a story about a Samaritan. There are those of us who embrace this Jesus who speaks of such a vast love. Such an incredible compassion for all. And yet, those who have held this view of Jesus are the ones, at least in my view of the world, the ones who seem to be talking less and less and less and less of Jesus. And the word Jesus and the name Jesus and the person Jesus seems to be left to those who speak far less about his teachings and far more about believing in him. Who speak far less about his words and parables. Far less about his actions in the world and far more about those who came after him. Folks like Paul and what they said about him rather than what he reportedly said himself. I am not here trying to suggest that those folks have no value or that their views have no value. But what I am saying is to get a fuller picture a fuller pa 
panoramic view. of who this Jesus is and what this Christianity has been. We need more eyes and more voices. We need those who embrace a Sermon on the Mount Christianity. To not be afraid to voice the Jesus that dwells within them. We need those who recognize the Jesus of the social gospel movement. The Jesus that Dr. King spoke of. The Jesus that Reverend Howard Thurman opened his heart to. To open our hearts. Because just as there are hearts within us, There is this Jesus within us. And it is more than okay to bring this to the fore. There have been intense and intensive debates about Jesus and Christianity for millennia. That is not necessarily a bad thing. There have been intense and intensive debates about Buddhism and who the Buddha was for millennia. We need that variety of voice. Without magnesium, there's no body. without our great-great-grandmothers, without our elementary teachers. There's no body. Without the full range and the blessed teachings, of the Buddha and the Christ, without a full acknowledgement of the wondrous, wonderful, 
and questionable teachings within our faith traditions. Whether they be Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Christianity or Buddhism or any other tradition. Without that full range our bodies are less than whole. and less than healthy. Many of us go to the gym to care for our bodies. May we also open to the teachings that touch us. And may we engage other bodies with the teachings that have touched us. As all of our bodies and all of our understandings continue to evolve and hopefully grow. hopefully growing closer toward the love, the empathy, the compassion, the kindness, the caring for all people. the caring for all animals, all plants, all of Earth's inhabitants. The caring for the memories of our second grade teachers. The caring for the spirits of our great great grandparents. The caring for the iron and for the magnesium the caring of all that is beneficial in healing that the Buddha and Jesus continue to serve out into this world. Through our bodies. Thich Nhat Hanh said. We require the Buddha and the Jesus so that we can manifest. But Jesus and the Buddha require us to help them to manifest in the form of loving kindness, 
an agape love. For the healing of our earth, for the healing of the earth and family, and for the healing of ourselves. quiet time and place and allow yourself 15 minutes or more for this exercise. Sit or lie down and focus on your breathing. Attend to your in-breath and your out-breath. Your in-breath and your out-breath. Clench and relax the muscles of your toes, your feet, your calves, going up your legs, up your torso, up to your neck and head. Don't clench too hard, but enough to draw your attention to these parts of your body as your attention flows from your toes to the top of your head. Then allow someone or something to come to mind and relate it to your body. Here are some suggestions to start. Your heart, a favorite tree, a caring aunt or kind-hearted uncle, your ideal of who Jesus and or the Buddha is and was in the world. Allow this someone or something to rest in gratitude within you. Continue to note your in-breath and your out-breath your in-breath and your out-breath. Smile in deep appreciation for that someone or something. Know that this someone or something is a part of you and will always be a part of you. Feel the joy of knowing that your body is made of your heart, a favorite tree, a caring aunt or a kind-hearted uncle and your ideal of who Jesus and or the Buddha is and was in the world. Allow yourself time to slowly and gently arise from this meditation.
I'm Michael R. Malley. And you've been listening to Fresh Green Blessings, where we've been reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother of Eyes.